Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. Matt, how are we doing, buddy? Hello, hello. I'm good. Episode 15, Tuesday morning. NHL playoffs start tonight. I'm ready for a good episode. Yep. Got a good day. Good slate of games. NHL playoffs, just like you said. NBA is rolling along here. We got two more days until their playoffs start and then of course, baseball's still going. Um, good day overall for me yesterday. Um, I think Matt, you did pretty well, pretty good as well. So, yeah, yesterday was a good day. Um, unfortunately, our props of the day, or our picks of the day, I should say, didn't do so well because we had too much riding on the Pacers. But individually, yeah, t- yesterday was good. Yeah, I mean. That was actually our first losing day with our overall picks of the day. I think since we started yeah. all three of them, actually. I don't think we've ever lost two before. No, we haven't. It's a dark so that, day. Yeah, so that was tough. But, again, like overall, we, pretty good day. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we can rewrite that ship with these picks because, uh, you know, we want we want you guys to win some money here as well and, and keep making out with some good money, so. Um, that that was annoying though. Um, the Man U game, they should have won that game. And er, I'm sorry, the Pacers, they did win that game. They yeah, Man U um, won, yeah, yeah, they won in extra time. But um, the Pacers game, ugh, I, that yeah, was you know, a stinker. It was so annoying because the Pacers, um, like they sh- they only scored. Um, they, I forget the exact amount, but they like couldn't score in the first quarter. And Miami was up by as much as 18, I think, and then. The Pacers, like, got it together. They righted the ship in the second quarter, and it was tied at halftime. So I was like, all right. Like, the Pacers, whatever, they, they got out of their funk. They're starting to play better. Um, they're, they're good. And then they just got absolutely crushed in the second half. I mean, it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, and they've been playing very well in the bubble, so that was weird to see. But maybe it was the, the whole dynamic of Jimmy versus TJ and, and that whole mental game, but we'll get to it a little bit. Let's, uh, let's go through some of the other things first and then we'll go, we'll take a deep dive into these games. Um, so first things first is the trivia for today. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. All right. So James Harden and Russell Westbrook are officially the highest scoring duo now in NBA history. Um, yeah, so they're currently at 61.7 points a game and could go scoreless now. And they would be at 57.9. And that's still the highest. Okay. Um, so who was the high-scoring duo before? Shaq and Kobe? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was trying to think of of like who else it could have been, like maybe Steph and, and Katie, but yeah, Shaq and Kobe, that, they were, that was fun to watch. Yeah, so they so obviously Harden and Westbrook aren't going to go scoreless now in these last couple games, but um, Kobe and Shaq were at 57.5 points per game in 02-03 when they were in just the middle of their league takeover. So Yeah, was that the second year of their three-peat? Third the third of last year. I think that I was, think it was yeah. when they were the best was that last year. Yeah. Yeah. When they were just murdering people, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. Um, so nice one. That was, that was quicker than I expected, but good for you. Yeah. Thank you. These trivia questions are fun. I like doing this every day. Yeah. This is cool. 
All right, yeah. So like we said, our picks of the day didn't do so hot, but that's all right. We'll we'll rewrite the ship today. Um, so we're gonna go over some of the um, NBA games. We'll we'll preview um, we'll preview the NHL playoffs a little bit and talk about the games today in the NBA. Talk about some of the games from last night. Um, but before we jump into that, I personally want to pour one out for all the teams <laughs> that have been eliminated from the bubble. Um, that includes my Wizards the Pelicans and the Kings so far. I'm sure we'll, we'll get a couple more here in a day or two. Um, but it's kind of weird because once a team is eliminated officially, so what they're going to do is once their games end tomorrow now, because tomorrow's the last day of the regular season or the eight game slate, they basically are escorted to an entirely different resort. These teams that are already out, they're um, escorted to a completely different resort on Disney where they're going to shower get a meal, and then from there they go straight onto a bus and straight out of the bubble and straight to the airport to go home. They aren't allowed to go back to their old hotel. They aren't really allowed to do anything or talk to anyone. It's just like head down, shower, eat, and GTFO. Yeah, it's like the second the games end, don't even like don't even look at your room. Just get out as quickly as you can. No, they're, I don't think they're even going back to their – um, resort that they've been staying at for these last couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure it's like pack your bags as you're going to your last game. Because, oh, oh, yeah, because, I... because they don't want them going back into that same resort because multiple teams are staying at those resorts. So they're basically like, once you're out, you're out and see ya. Like yeah, we couldn't care. Le- we can't care. We could not care less about you. Once exactly. You're out. Basically it's like, you know, in college where it'd be like, people would have those stupid signs up in their house where they'd be like, you, you, uh, you have to leave or put you, you can't stay here or whatever. Or you don't have to go home. You don't you have to go home. Here. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But every That's... bar plays at the end of, uh, at the end yeah. of the night. We're yeah. stumbling around at 3 a.m. Exactly. And <laughs> I clearly don't listen to them because I don't even know the term. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing that one scheduling note. So the game, the last game is the last day of games is Friday. Um, so we have the whole week of NBA games and then the playoffs start uh, next Monday, six days from now. So the 17th is when the playoffs start. The last day of games is the 14th on Friday. So we still got about a full week ahead of us of games. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the NHL, I know, starts today. So it's kind of just confusing to get everything in line. Um, but, yeah, so we, we don't have to really go too much uh, in depth on the games yesterday. I mean, none of them are really that great. Um like either they the team just kind of didn't really play their players, or the game itself just wasn't that good. So just as an order, the, the Thunder and the Suns, the the Thunder pretty much rested everybody except for the one person they should rest, the, the CP3. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, what the heck? He's like the geezer, the old geezer of the team. Why would you not rest him? And you're resting like all your younger guys. I mean, uh, Chris Paul's a weird dude, so maybe he wanted to play, but they probably yeah. Billy Donovan's probably like, hey, we're gonna rest. They're gonna rest you, and he's like, no. <laughs> okay yeah like okay yeah well, let's see ya. that's fine <laughs> yeah I mean, the only thing really to say there is the suns they're still cooking they started slow and then they just went on a rampage in the second quarter and then from then on the game wasn't close yeah i mean devin booker's playing lights out this is crazy he he had dropped 35 last night and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter god that's yeah i mean i don't understand where this came from like yeah the sun it's crazy look if you just like look at the uh like the standings on NBA.com, it like shows everybody's win and win win loss, and it just it's just green across the board for the Suns, and you're like wondering what the heck is going on. 
Yeah, because I don't think they've ever seen green. I don't think they knew what the color green was for the no, last, like, 10 years. Not even close. So, <laughs> to update, so the standings for the eight seed right now, um, the Grizzlies still have the eight seed, but there are, uh, the Blazers are a half game back of Memphis, and the Suns are a half game back from the Blazers, one full game back from the Grizzlies, and the Spurs are tied with the Suns. So, it's actually going to be kind of crazy going into these last couple of days. So a lot of teams are resting players, but these four teams, they're going to be playing harder than ever. Yeah. So just to clarify, um, it's only the ninth seed, correct? whatever yes. team that is that gets to play in game. So if there are teams tied, then they're going to go into like the head to head to do tiebreakers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we can provide the full details as to what the tiebreaker looks like, because I think everyone's kind of learning about this as we move forward. Um, so we'll, we'll try to do a little bit of homework and, and clarify that for ourselves and for you. Yeah. So it's based on like winning percentage. So the Spurs kind of get screwed because, so they're both, um, the, both the Spurs and the Suns are game back from Memphis, but for whatever reason, because of games played, the Suns have a 451. 0.451 winning percentage, whereas the Spurs have a 0.449 winning percentage. So if for if if shaked out where those two teams were tied, the Suns would have the advantage due to games played prior to the bubble. Well, I thought what they're doing is getting everybody to the same number of games. No, so uh, every team is playing eight games, eight seeding games. Right. But not but not every team had the same exact number of games played prior to the bubble. Oh, uh, okay. So that some teams are, yeah, yeah, it sucks for the, yeah, the Spurs. So they have to, Spurs have to finish, uh, I guess in this case it would be, um, yeah, they have to finish ahead of the Suns. So, you know, what's actually really funny about that. Uh, the Wizards getting invited to the bubble and most likely losing all of their games is going to result in them um, having yeah. a lower winning percentage than a couple teams that didn't get invited to the bubble. Therefore, yeah, so they're going they're gonna to have, have a better, have a better draft, pick. draft pick. I'll That's take why it. That's why it's so <laughs> stupid that the NBA didn't allow this to have any effect on awards. So, like, the Wizards can, grain, can gain draft capital because of, because of these games. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter now because, like, Zion, the, play, the uh, Pelicans sucked and the Lakers sucked. So, it's not like that LeBron could have gotten MVP or Zion could have gotten Rookie of the Year. But it still should have counted. I don't know. I, it's, it's, that, I already had went on that rant. It's just so stupid. I mean, as a Wizards fan, if they're going to lose – Let's let's make these losses count for something. Let's so. make these losses count, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I'll take that. But whatever, I digress. Um, so yeah, we'll move on. Talked about Thunder and Suns, the Mavs Jazz game. That one sucked, man. Yeah, Jazz. Jazz what the heck? They should be ashamed of themselves. They blew a 20, 22 point lead with no Luca or KP. And I know Spider was out, but that was the only person that was out for the Jazz. All right. Yeah, I mean they were winning too. Like they were playing very well in the first half, and I was like, all right, like they're gonna win because they should win. And then. They actually – the Mavs outscored him by 24 points in the second half and just took over. Yeah, ridiculous. So the only thing really to say is Boban is the god. 20 <laughs> points, 9 rebounds in 25 minutes. Yeah, so MVP race, watch out. I know they kind of finalized it, but I think they'll make an exception here for Boban. Yeah, I mean, for Boban, you might as well. You have yeah. to. Yeah, and then Tim Hardaway, he finally showed up too. He put up 27, which was nice to see because he's been awful so far. Yeah, he stepped up when, the, uh, when they needed him. So good for him. hopefully he can play better moving forward because he's been screwing them lately. Yeah, um, but we can move on from that. The next game didn't really matter that much. The Raptors Bucks because Giannis didn't didn't play. Uh, Lowry, Fred VanVleet, Ibaka didn't play for the Raptors. So it's really hard 
to take much of, from this game other than the Raps second and third unit. They're just they're just so deep. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it it just yeah. I, I there's nothing else to say. They every one of their players knows their roles. Their coach is incredible, and that's it. Next. <laughs> well, the only thing so. This is more of like an indictment on my Sixers, but I'm watching these games where like their players are resting starters and these, and these teams have so much depth where like players that never play like Chris Boucher ended up with 25 points. He like was jacking threes. He just yammed on someone on the bucks. Um, I forget who. Yeah, like, I remember and, one. That. and like these players just come out of nowhere. Like this Matt Thomas, who yeah, I guarantee nobody knew who that was. Had I saw him points. and I was like, who's this loser? <laughs> He looks like an accountant, and he has. <laughs> and he put up twenty two, and I'm like watching the Sixers like with their full complement of players, and they don't have one single human being who can both dribble and shoot. It's your in or like like no one that can shoot and also be a distributor. It's just ridiculous. So, anyways, I needed tough, that thirty seconds times. to get that off my chest. What a just awful, awful team building and team coaching example that the Sixers set. So, anyways, moving on. The um, Pacers-Heat game, which we mentioned earlier, was just a weird game. Like I said, the Pacers, they tied it up at halftime and then got outscored by 22 in the second half. Yeah, this one had that narrative of Jimmy versus TJ because they were blowing – Jimmy was blowing kisses at TJ. And so yeah. that guy's not even in his league back earlier in the regular season. So there was a little bit of history there. And, and I think Jimmy was definitely – he definitely remembered that, of course. I think yeah, TJ course. did, obviously, but – Jimmy got the best of them. Um, there's actually a really funny part during the game. Um, it was with the virtual crowd when it was the game was over at that point. It was like the third quarter and it was already a blowout. Um, and I forget who was shooting a free throw. It might have been TJ Warren. But anyways, the virtual fans, I don't know if they can interact with each other or not, but uh, like send each other messages. But all of them acted as if they were sleeping. So – they put him up behind the basket while the dude was shooting free throws and all of them were just fake sleeping, acting so disinterested in this or uninterested in the game. And it was the funniest thing. And Jimmy was on the bench, just losing his mind. (laughs) And it was the funniest thing I've ever watched. Uh, And the virtual thing with, after seeing that, I was like, all right, this is a smart idea. And this is like, I I approve of it. Yeah. I I don't honestly never really hated the virtual fans. Cause like, Whatever. I mean, the, the, I think the, some fans have to pay money to get on there, so it's like a good way for team to raise exactly. money. But yeah. I have so many questions about that. Like, is there a, just a running group chat with all like at, like the virtual fans when they get picked for a game? They're just like, all right, here's all your numbers. So there's like, one big group chat, and they're like, all right, when TJ shoots, we're all going to pretend like we're sleeping. I want to yeah. know how that. I have so many questions as to how that was organized. I would be sending out so many eggplants if I was in a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah, I would get kicked out. He'd be like, all right, yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, another thing, they definitely have to have some guy like sitting there, some guy or girl sitting there monitoring what these people are doing. Yeah, making sure people don't, because I'll be mooning the camera more oh, than on my yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Especially I, when free throws come, like late game. Oh, man, my, my ass would be on that screen. Yeah, my, nip, my nips. Yeah, <laughs> you'd see you'd see it all. So, um, <laughs> but so back to the game. I will, so I like dogging Jimmy just because he left the Sixers, but I'll give him credit. He looked incredible. Um, it was his first game back since the injury. I mean, it, it was a minor injury, but still. Um, I'll give him credit where it's due. He didn't really, like, the stats didn't really show that much. I think he only finished with, uh, he finished with, I mean, 19 points isn't bad. 0 for 2 from 3, of course. He only shot 5 for 13. Um, but I mean, he had 11 rebounds and 5 assists, but mainly the 4 steals, which was, uh, 
Like he was just a dog on defense. And every time I saw this um, on Twitter, every time TJ Warren checked in the game, Jimmy wouldn't even look at Spo. He would just get up and also check in that he was like, no, sorry. I'm like, I'm taking this matchup personal. And TJ Warren, like he looked, he looked scared. He looked terrible. He only had 12 points and he shot five for 14. Yeah. Thank God this dude is, is coming back to earth because I would have been annoyed that some dude I, I barely even knew. Like, I, I don't even, like, I know, and really, I think I've watched him play and, like, paid attention to him playing once before the bubble. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I have to start paying attention to this nerd. But <laughs> Jimmy shut him up, and let's <laughs> let's hope he, like we said in a, a past episode, regression to the mean is a real thing. Yeah, and this uh, is uh, most likely going to be a first-round matchup. So I kind of, they play again the last game of the uh last day of the bubble, last end yeah. of the games. I think, yeah. that, I mean, that game's no one's going to care, but I think that this was like the key flexing on the Pacers and being like, just letting you guys know. We're going to kill you. You are not in our league. <laughs> yeah. TJ's not in Jimmy's and the Pacers aren't in the Heat's league. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So moving on then, last game from last night. Uh, this was weird. So the Lakers and the Nuggets. Lakers won off of Kuzma's buzzer beating three. Well, not buzzer beating. It was point four seconds. Yeah, that that was that was that was awesome. I was that play that was Kuz. incredibly yeah. well ran ran incredibly well and, and great call um, to run that play because everyone was like, all right, it's going to LeBron, and then he passes it to AD and clears out. And I was like, okay, well, let's get AD, and then Kuzma just pops around and drains a three. He he. There's a quote that said. Jesus could have been guarding me, and I still would have shot that. Ball. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such a good like, thing. All right, to say. I see a guy, but yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was nice to see the Lakers get the win. Huge confidence boost for Kuz. Him, he finished with twenty five, and the LeBron and AD both also at twenty plus. So it's nice to see that they have three players that uh, found their offensive game. Uh, but at the same time, the Nuggets starters didn't really play at all in the fourth quarter, and their backups and kind of like first and second year players were the ones who kept them in this game. And I was very close to throwing my remote at the TV <laughs> with like four minutes to go because they could not miss a shot. And it was every time down the court, they'd hit a three or they'd get into the lane and get an easy dunk with like an incredible pass by Plumley or my boy ball ball. And I was as cool as that was to see him getting minutes and, and meaningful minutes. I was just so annoyed that the Lakers were not able to close that game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was crazy. So, yeah, like you said, none of the uh, none of the Nuggets starters played more than twenty five, except for Jokic, who played twenty five minutes and thirty one seconds. So it's not <laughs> like he it's not like he played a lot, but yeah, I don't know. It was, I mean, part of that was just crazy shooting from uh, from the Nuggets, which I mean, that's not going to be that's not going to carry over. Like PJ Dozier was two for two, Monte Morris was three for three for four, uh, yeah. even Bull Bull got in there. He was one for two. Um, I mean, and Michael Porter Jr. was three for three. Jokic was two for two. So they definitely had hot shooting. But still, I mean, yeah, they were 13 for three overall. 13 for 23, sorry. Um, but it's still just concerning that even with the Lakers, like, playing their full complement of minutes, uh, they couldn't, like, beat the – they couldn't, I guess, shut the door on the Nuggets bench. Yeah, I mean, they're, they pride themselves on defense, and that's what most of LeBron's teams have generally done. They're – they they play very well and they're very active on defense and they're able to shut down almost any team most of the time and they were not able to do that so that you know their offense woke up which is nice you know they they were 14 of 29 on threes so they've been awful in shooting three pointers in the bubble they were actually the worst team in the bubble in three point percentage so last night getting 50% shooting was nice and very encouraging to see but yeah they they need to 
get better on defense. Otherwise, this could be a very bad sign for them. Yeah, they need to get better on defense. And yeah, the shooting, like you said, that'll that'll kind of that'll write. Um, like eventually, everything will come regression to the mean comes yeah. from both ways, from bad yeah. shooting and from hot shooting. Um, and just looking, LeBron. You know he wanted to win that game last night because he had shot 11 three-pointers. Yeah, he was <laughs> and he definitely only does that. To win. Yeah, he only does that. I think – I mean, I think LeBron kind of heard the noise around them and knew that they – I mean, kind of just saw the writing on the wall that they weren't playing that well. I was like, all right, we need to uh, – we got to pick this up. We can't keep doing this. But, I mean, yeah, good win for the Lakers. It's just concerning that uh, with the Nuggets playing their, their bench players to end the game, the Lakers still – it was still a battle for them. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, well, we're – I think we're – Yep. Going we'll a little, on. yeah, we're, we're moving a kind of slower here today, but that's all right. So we'll go through the NHL playoffs real quick. Um, there are four games today. The Blue Jackets play the Lightning, the Flames play the Dallas Stars, the Hurricanes and Boston Bruins, and then the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights. So do you like any specifically here? Yeah, I mean, I think these are all, if you, uh, the Sharps say, think this is all going to go chalk. Um, like we don't know too much about hockey, so we can only do some research. I think that um, I mean they have the worst odds. That, speaking of the Golden Knights, they're minus one ninety, but um, they probably have the best chance to win. So I think of all these games, I feel the most confident in them. And one thing I want to uh, point out in that game. So this is one thing I've read that um, like a cheeky NHL play that people should do. So the Golden Knights to score in the first period. So. The Blackhawks are they're the worst rated team in the playoffs. Uh, they only made it be- thanks to like they went on a hot streak to end or at the beginning, like in this bubble since they came back. Um, I mean, they traded their stud goalie earlier in the year just to kind of show like which just kind of shows they didn't think they were actually going to make the playoffs. But because of the way the NHL did the uh, the last four seeds, they, they got a chance and they got in. But in every single game since the NHL returned, they gave up a goal in the first period. And just their style in general, they don't have much defense and they know that, but they have three stud forwards. So they just, they try to, I mean, they don't try to win games. They try to outscore opponents. So they don't play much defense. So I think um, giving up a goal in the first period, I think is a pretty good bet. And I think, um, so yeah, just something kind of fun to do more so than just winning and losing. I like it. That is pretty cheeky. Look at you. Yeah, look, at you us, look at us talking about NHL. Like we know what we're talking about. I like yeah, and that's the last we'll talk about it for this podcast. <laughs> 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 and then the MLS championship, the, the MLS's back tournament championship is tonight between the Portland Timbers and Orlando City. Yeah, so uh, they haven't played. The MLS has had a couple of days off. But as we talked about last week, every time these uh, the M- MLS has a game, they do a prop where you can take both teams to score. And that's hit every single time we've done it. Um, bingo, bingo, bongo. Yeah, so Orlando has had one shutout since the return. Or Portland Timber hasn't had any, so uh, the odds aren't great. It's minus one seventy, but it's it's free money. It's hit every single time. Um, and if you want to do it a little more individually, just for um, I mean, just better chances of winning, Orlando you can take them or individually minus four forty to score, and Portland is minus three eighty. So woof. Yeah. So like I said, those odds are great. I'd probably just stick to uh, just stick to both teams scoring. But like I said, we've been doing that before, and it's worked every time. Yeah, so we'll probably both throw a little bit of lettuce on that one and, and yeah, move forward. For sure. So the rest of these – today's not really a great slate of games just because it's going to be a lot of people sitting. So we'll go through these quickly and only highlight the good ones. Um, so the first one is, is Magic versus Nets, 1 p.m. Who cares? Nope. Yeah, Next. I mean, <laughs> one, I'll say one sentence. Magic are minus six. Take the Nets. They're four and two. The Nets the, – the Magic have lost four straight. Moving on. Yep. Next is Rockets and Spurs. Um, 
It's uh, that's a two o'clock. This one should have a little bit of appeal. Depends on who plays for the Rockets. Um, yeah, that's the, the Spurs. Main thing. The Spurs obviously want to get a win to to stay in their race for the eights, the, the playing game for the West. Yeah, I would. I mean, if the Rockets are favored by one, minus one eighteen. Uh, Spurs are they're pretty much even. Not pretty much. They are even, plus one hundred. Um, I would take the Spurs, but it just depends on Derek White's status. So he hurt his knee at the uh, in the second half of their last game against the Pelicans, and he didn't return. And he's been like incredible for them. So I probably wouldn't touch this game until his status is confirmed. But I kind of like the Spurs here just because they have something to play for. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that too. Derek White, man, he is great. And I will say in their last game against the Pelicans, the sec- they were bl- pretty much blowing out the Pelicans. So now game was a rout. But yeah. once Derek White got hurt the Pel- and left the game, the Pelicans made a run. And they got pretty close. I think they were within like three at one point. And yeah, and it was like a twenty point game. Yeah, the majority of the game. And it was a hundred percent because Derek White had to leave the game. And so I, that's what I'm saying. I'm piggybacking off of you. I think he is a huge X factor. If he plays, I think you could probably be comfortable going with the Spurs. If not, yeah, I'd go Rockets. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe just just no touching because um, yeah. I mean. Never forget what the what the Spurs did to Harden the year before they got Chris Paul when Harden just like crapped himself in that yeah, game six. True. So, yeah, but maybe some uh, some mental gymnastics going on there. Well, yeah, we'll find. Let's hope not. Harden needs to get over that type of stuff. But whatever. Next is, and I'll I'll let you talk about this a little bit because it's your boys, but Suns and the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say here. The Suns are they're hot. The Sixers are tr- trotting out a skeleton corpse for a team. So. Simmons is out most likely for the playoffs. Embiid is out until the playoffs. Uh, Josh Richardson is out just on rest. And Horford and Tobias are both questionable. So the Sixers are clearly just going to be like, you know what, we're not risking. We've already seen our two best players get hurt. We're not risking this anymore. Um, And the game against the Suns doesn't really mean anything because they're not likely to see each other. Whereas the Suns, the game means everything for them. So, And the odds reflect that. Their Suns are favored by 8, minus 335, but Ride them like Seabiscuit. That game, that's the lock of the day right there. <laughs> Ride them like you're getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you, you will be. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So the next is the Celtics, who are favored four and a half against the Grizzlies. And that's five o'clock today. The Grizzlies are going to lose again. Let's be real. Um, yeah. Celtics are favored by four here at minus 165. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't touch this one just because, you know, the Celtics are probably going to rest their starters because Kemba's already got that weird knee thing, and they're locked into the three seed. So, um, I, I like I said, I, I think they'll win because the Grizzlies, I mean, they're pretty much just like, you know what, we're just going to take our luck in the playing game because they can't, they can't even sniff a win. Um, but with the, with the chance of the uh, Celtics resting starters, I don't know, this game's risky for me. Yeah, that, and that's – it's annoying. So, definitely – Pay attention to who's playing and who's not. We'll update on our end who is and who is not playing for some of these games to help you out a little bit on social. So, um, but yeah, that that some of these players being in or out will probably make the difference on who we end up going with. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, then the next game is the Blazers versus the Mavericks. Obviously, the Blazers need the win, and the Mavs are on the back to back. But again, we don't know if KP and Luca are going to play or not. They didn't play yesterday, so we assume they'll play today. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I th- I thought this was kind of interesting because so they like we said they they sat KP and Luca yesterday. Um, I'm assuming that that was just a, a rest day and that they'll play today, but that hasn't been announced yet. Um, but this is actually a sneaky important game for the Mavs. So 
and what I think was interesting, so the Mavs are currently in the seventh in the seventh seed. They're a game behind the Jazz in the sixth seed. And the reason why this is so important is because the seventh seed would have to play the Clippers. So I thought it was interesting that the Mavs decided to sit Luca and KP when they played the Jazz, which is the team you figured they would like to pass. So um, if the Mavs can win out, they have two games left. The Jazz only have one game left, and that game's against the Spurs, which could be an incredibly important game for the Spurs. I could see the Mavericks passing the Jazz, and the Jet, which would be just sad because the Jazz started at the four seed to begin this bubble. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening too. Um, I don't know. I knew this was going to happen in terms of people resting here and there and these seeding games not really having any importance, but I thought that like in terms of some of these middle-of-the-pack teams, they would play – Pretty much, they would their their main players and starters would be playing a good amount, but I whatever I digress. Um, so the last yeah. two games are 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 pretty. Awful. Yeah, we, I'll, I'll I'll say one last thing for that Blazers Mavs game before we move on. So the Blazers are favored by two, and they're minus one thirty four, and the Mavs are plus one twelve. Um, if Luca plays, regardless of KP status, take his over because the Blazers they just can't play defense. So. Um, that Luca will most likely be our prop of the day, assuming it's not something crazy. It's just not announced yet. But yeah. the Blazers have the second worst or third worst defensive rating in the bubble, and only the Nuggets, which was surprising, and the Kings are worse. So, um, just one thing there. Whatever Luca's is, just Luca's incredible. Ride Luca. And like you said, moving on, the next two games are both. Who cares? They're the toilet bowl. Yep. So Bucks are playing the Wizards. No one cares. I don't. I'm not going to watch because even if, even though it's the Wizards, that's just not even worth watching. And then the toilet bowl of the two eliminated teams out west, the Pels and the Kings. This game they probably thought would have a lot of meaning because they put it in, on prime time on TNT, 9 p.m. But yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but that's gonna. I'm not going to watch that either. I'm probably yeah, going to watch mean... some NFL playoffs. <laughs> um. Yeah, and these two teams should be ashamed of themselves, especially the Pelicans, because we mentioned this a couple of times now. Going into the um, the bubble, they had the easiest schedule, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, they're gonna just they're gonna win pretty much six games, and they're gonna be in the eight seed." But the, they lost. They've only won two games. They've lost four, and the Kings, which were tied for ninth with a bunch of other teams, have won one game, and they've had this terrible, terrible losses. And funny enough, their only win came against the Pelicans. So. I'm sorry. These two teams should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they stink. They, I mean, them along with the Wizards. There's a reason why those three teams are eliminated already because they suck. Yeah, um, they stink. Moving on. Yeah. So, last thing we're talking about here are the picks of the day. Yeah. So the lock of the day we mentioned as the Suns, um, due to the craziness of well, like just we don't know who's going to play and whatnot. The lock, the dog of the day was kind of tough, but I'm kind of thinking the Nets just because. I mean, they've they've somehow with the skeleton crew, they've won four out of their six games, whereas the Magic have lost four straight after winning two. So the Nets are favored by uh, or they're they're plus six. And let's see, they are plus 210 to win. So those are some juicy odds. Yeah, I like that, actually. I I, I think I'm surprised that the Nets aren't favored, actually, because just how they have been playing these last this in the bubble. And yeah, it's it's just it's, because uh, well, just because Jared Allen's out, Joe Harris is out, and Karis LeVert are out, but they beat the Bucks with those same players out. So exactly, yeah. So you could clearly their um, their bench players are are hungry and they want to get in there and, and showcase themselves. One thing that could be a sneaky play, I don't know. I, I I'm good with the Nets, so we'll make that our official one. But one thing I just want to mention is 
I do think that the Kings will beat the Pelicans tonight. Um, I think the Pelicans are a young team, and now that they're officially eliminated, they're not going to give a shit. Whereas the Kings, they're, they were, have always been kind of a chippy team here in these few games that we've watched them play. They've been, they've been playing with you know a little bit of grit, a little bit of attitude, and I think that they'll be able to play some bully ball, not in the physical sense, but in a mental sense against the Pelicans tonight and kind of just take that game with ease. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad call, but the so the Pelicans are only favored by one, and the Kings, so the Pelicans are minus 113, and the Kings are minus 105. So that game's essentially a pick em. Um So it's not even plus odds as far as an underdog. And even then, I have just am so out on both of these teams that I would I would uh, feel like I wouldn't be as much of a human if I picked one of them, to, if I actually chose one of them to win a game based on what they've showed. I know someone has to win, but not in my heart they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just something I wanted to bring up. Just as as we were going through, it's just something observation of mine. I'm not. I'm probably not going to pick them, but it, it, like I said, it could be a sneaky play. But yeah, no, and that's a yeah, that's definitely true. It, it could be. And um, an, another sneaky play, and this is back to the NHL, and we'll go quickly here because I know we're going long. Um, so the the first round between the Bruins and the Hurricanes. So the Bruins are purely are clearly the superior team. Um, they were the one seed going in to the bubble, um, but they've lost their three, um, I guess, with their round-robin games to, to, to do the seeding, whereas the Hurricanes, the opposite. So they're kind of a mediocre to good team, but they're, they're on a hot streak, and they kind of won their three games to, to, to get hot and to vault to the top of the, that second bracket there. So the Boston's favored by 135, and the Bruins, I'm pulling that up now, are, are plus 118. So the odds – or sorry, yeah, the Bruins are minus 135 and the Hurricanes are plus 118. Sorry about that. Um, so the Bruins are probably still going to win the series, but considering how hot the Hurricanes out are and how cold the Bruins are, I could see them stealing game one. But I think our official one will be the Nets, but, again, I, that's another thing that I wanted to highlight. Man, you are you are on a roll with NHL today. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I did my research. Yeah, I got to start – looking into these games more so we can we can have extended conversations about and it can be more than me just saying go caps go caps go caps <laughs> yeah i mean i was go flyers go flyers who by the way are now the one seed after going three and zero. uh so that game's tomorrow so we can wait on that but um but yeah so yeah i mean i think that uh the prop of the day we'll have to wait because the only game we have is the celtics and grizzlies and that game i don't really want to i mean there's really no use in diving into yet because of, we don't know how that's going to shake out so We'll wait till everything's announced, and then we'll post it as like we've been doing. Yep. So as always, check social, check out our Twitter, check out our Instagram, Bear Stop Bets, and we will keep you updated on those um, for our official picks. Uh, with that, I think we are wrapping up for today. So, Bears out. Peace.